Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. And as they say in Cowboy Bebop, let's get the boys in the band together. All right. Three, two, one. Let's gentlemen. My name is Nate. This is my co-host. I'm also Nate. And uh, we're recording another podcast today. Oh my God! Look yeah, at the and, peaks. And oh I Jesus! My name's Nate, and I don't know my my audio cues. No, uh, yeah, no, it's okay. We're keeping <laughs> that in, by the way. That was good. I no, like one that. take, boys. Let's go. Every uh, you, uh, what is it? Draw bad hands, never get punished, right? Take one bad I take. Get punished. Always use it. Well, you know, we we'll balance each other out. Yeah, right. Um. Man, man, oh man! It's been a week. It has. It uh, from the first till today. Yeah. Uh, it's seven days, and there was a lot of life we packed into those seven yeah, days. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's been you know a month, like easily a decade. I don't know. It much longer than the amount of time it has. Been. I like. I had to go for a big hike this morning because like I fucking just had all this pent up energy because I'm just used to like just going nonstop. Yeah. Like, all right, time to go to work, time to go to a protest, time to do school stuff. All right. We got to, you know, shove some food in our mouth and go to sleep and wake up and now we can just do it again. Yeah, it's just been rinse and repeat for the past week. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, lot, lots of the more um I guess stably happy and successful people that I know are just constantly doing things 24/7 unless they're sleeping. Yeah, it I think it's important to be active, but uh it's also like the context is very important. I'd much rather be active like doing something different. It's really yeah. it's like well, I'm happy that I'm trying to be part of the like solution and you know, peacefully protest and all these things. It's really tiring. Yeah. And it's a lot of focusing yeah. on like really really bad aspects of uh, our society. Y- yeah. Um things that Normally, people find uh, better off ignored, but uh, I guess... Well, just and demonstrably ignored for, you know, throughout American history. It's just centuries of of silencing or just deafness towards, like, struggles of people of color, struggles of, like, the the poorer class people, uh, the struggles of immigrants, like... That's that's been a constant thing going on in this country, and that's why one of the takes that I like a whole lot about this whole subject is that it's not that it's happening more; it's just getting filmed more. Yeah. So I think that that that's incredibly true. I mean, I'm I'm not sure if you've had this experience, but I've seen so many instances of police violence, like uncalled for police violence, uh, that are popping up on Facebook now. That are from as long as ago as the 90s. Oh, yeah. And people are like, oh, I've never seen this before. I've never heard about this before. Just because there's so much of it that only the most, like, crazy episodes of it and really whatever hits that right mix that makes it take off virally are the things that, like, we know about. Yeah. There's so much more. So. But before we get into the nitty gritty of everything and into the, uh, you know, heavy subjects as to why we're here and uh, recording this one. Um, let's, you know, outside of protests and outside of work, how how have you been? What you been up to? What's some big things have been happening? I mean, my past week, that's really all it's been. Went to like three protests, uh, dropped my intro to quantitative, quantitative analysis class because it was just too much to balance into my life. So I've just been like focusing on this humanities class that I'm taking. Work's been fine. Uh, that's, that's really it. Played a little bit of Mountain Blade. Very nice. That's like the only recreational thing that I've done. Oh yeah, you gotta get it in there somewhere. Oh, and I went and hiked around today, so that counts. Where'd you go hiking? I went to Oxley, and I got, let me me just 
count real quick. Like four, 11, like 15 or 16 ticks. Oh, damn. Yeah, that was an experience. I found four on me while I was there. Then I got back to the house and I picked off like six or seven more. Jesus. And then I like put on these shorts and like hiked the legs all the way up and like waddled into the front room. It was like, Andrea, you picked the rest of these ticks off my back. She's like, I don't, I don't think I see any. I'm like, oh, there's, I know there's at least one back there somewhere. Oh, somewhere. Yeah. He's holding on. Found a few more, showered off, <sighs> didn't find any. Yeah, man, I've, that, that's the worst I've ever gotten it. I've ever gotten yeah. ticked. I think I've only ever had one tick in my life. Yeah, that's mean. It's not, it's not bad. No, it's, yeah, it's a bug. It's like a mosquito yeah. that doesn't fly away. I set one on fire, or I I, I popped one with a, like a lighter. Oh, like it was, like I knew that I was being cruel and unusual. I just didn't know that it was going to be that cruel nor that unusual. Th- that yeah. is both of those things. For yeah, sure. yeah. I definitely have lots of capacity for cruelness when I find a it, like a parasite on my body. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you don't want don't want that. Got to yeah. get rid of it. Like it means like, possible. I'm going to prove something to the rest of the tick society by setting this one on fire. Just collected the rest of the jar and made watch. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really it. How about yourself, man? Um man, outside of work and outside of going and and joining in in protests and all that. Um Not really much, man. I've, I you know, just trying to relax when I can, trying to get rest when I can. Um, we've, op- we've both been losing weight. Yeah, you, both been losing weight. You've been doing the whole working out and eating clean thing. I sure been try- have. I've been trying intermittent fasting, and I'm not, like, the most faithful to it, but, you know, literally any any degree of diet's better than the way I was eating. I've, so. I've had bread in the past week. You yeah. fucking I know. Whore. I know. I'm, I'm actually the worst person. I feel terrible for it but you know, what can you do burned it off pretty quick bread's really there. good bread bread is pretty fucking good i dude so i haven't had like a sugary beverage or anything this entire time yeah and uh the other night we just got our asses kicked at work and the bartender uh came into the back like it was just josh and i getting ready to leave uh and he had like half of an f5 beer and like half of a gosling's ginger beer and Josh was like, you want the beer? I was like, no, I got to drive. I'm trying to stay away from that carb heavy stuff. And he's like, all right. So like, you take your gosling. I was like, no, 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 you can have that too. He was like, just have the gosling. So I had a sip of it and I almost cried. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did yeah. not realize how uh, beneficial it is to indulge in something like that every once in a while. For yeah. You know, I like, I'm at a week right now with no alcohol and that's something that, you know, I haven't done. in as long as I can remember, you know, like, yeah just always kind of casually drinking a little bit and so like and god i'm such an alcoholic dude and like i'm not saying that to say like i'm a bad alcoholic i'm just like self-aware yeah but like because shit happens where oh what oh what was it that happened um something bad happened here recently i got really stressed out about yeah yeah okay i got really stressed out about like fucking uh, uh like school shit yeah. at work and I was just like cause I couldn't figure out how to drop my class and it was just like bothering me my advisor was being a dick and I was like alright fuck it and we'll just like get off work drink some fucking beer and feel better about it and I was like no Nate we're not gonna we're not gonna buy beer because we feel bad and want to feel better that's 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 what dumbasses that's what, like what alcoholics do we're not gonna do yeah. that and I was like alright fine fucking won't do it 
Well, I get all the way back to Andrea's back where I'm staying. I check my email and I'm like, oh, I made the president's list to fucking yeah, uh, yeah, like in my college. Yeah, I have like a 3.84, 3.9 GPA still. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Let's go buy some beer and celebrate. And I was like, no, Nate. Just <laughs> stop finding reasons to go buy beer. Yeah, <laughs> like, not, not everything is a reason to go drink. No, yeah. I get that. But I'm, like I was like when you gave me that scotch for Christmas and I was just like, yeah, I'm only going to drink it for special occasions. And like six weeks later, it was gone because it's really easy to find special occasions. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Work went really good today. Let's have a few <laughs> drinks about it. Mm, work went bad today. Better have a few drinks about it. Yeah. So I'm trying to be more vigilant. I get yeah. that. Yeah. I got him buying a, a new part for my car on Thursday. I'm getting a Hell new, yeah. like my oil filter caps melted on. Oh uh, boy. Uh, I think it's just not coming off. So, so I, she runs hot. Yeah. I've, I, I've had to dump oil into her a couple times. Um, so I'm going to like get the, I'm going to order the new part. And then when it gets here, I'm going to try to like wrench off this fucking cap. And if it breaks, it breaks. Yeah. If it doesn't break and I do get the cap off, I'll just replace the filter and sell the housing. Be like, I'll sell it just at cost, you know, to whoever save them shipping. It'd be nice. He dies. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm actually getting ready. To, I have a coworker whose dad was a mechanic for the city for a long time. He wants me oh, to come, come by the house at some point this evening. And him and his dad are going to look at it. Cause we're like, yeah, we'll do it. And I'm like, I believe you, but you're like 19, and I just have like a pretty, pretty like hard line on just not believing teenagers. Yeah, like yeah, I I mean, it's not, it's not your fault. It's just you're just an idiot. Yeah, and I know you're not an idiot. You're, you're the smartest you've ever been in your entire life, but it's just not a very long life, man. Yeah, like I was a dumbass. I was a dumbass until I was like 25, 26, and I'm still not that smart. Yeah, I'm still a dumbass. Uh, yeah. I'm still figuring my shit out. Yeah, so I'm gonna go over there and check the vibe, and if the vibe doesn't check out, I'm gonna just like probably me and Hooker will replace it. But okay, that's my exciting life. Yeah, that's it. Well, I guess that means we should, uh, you know, batten down the hatches and get it's ready. Time to report our our struggles against racial injustice. Yeah, but before we do that, I would just like what's to, Oliver doing? Yeah, what's <laughs> Oliver doing? Uh, getting deeper into conspiracies. Uh, just aggressively so, and uh, does he does he buy into the conspiracy that he's being controlled by conspiracy theories by political actors? Yes, <laughs> I, yeah, it's weird. Tell us about a podcast called Conspiracy Squared. Are you just like go a level deeper? Deeper than the cons- yeah, yeah. So you you're not even the creator. Of Regardless the of this conspiracy is true or false, why is it being peddled towards me? Who's, yeah. who's distributing this conspiracy? Yeah, no, that's like an act that that that's pretty close to some of the stuff I've seen him do. Like again, n- no hate on my brother, love my brother. Well, it's, it's just sometimes he, nah, you know, nah, he's he's a good guy. He just he has his own views and opinions on things, and he's very feels very strongly about them, and will stick to them. <laughs> I like, I like, He's got gumption. <laughs> I like I like how there's this like distortion pedal that Midwesterners hit when like they want to say something that we're like, well, you know, it's like there's this yeah, it's just like this little bit of grind and like high pitch you throw yeah. in, like, well, I was like didn't want to go into work, but here we are. Yes, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Um, oh man! Then yeah, before before we dive into all this, I just would like to state uh, and 
I'm going to be speaking on both of our behalves for this. If you, if you feel like I misrepresent anyway, just pop in with it. But uh, Nate and I don't represent um, the BLM movement. Uh, we partake and support the BML movement. We show up and we try to be active whenever there is cause and place for us to be active. Um, I do not believe that we should be trying to be a foreface of any type of POC. Activism yeah, we're not organizers. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, and we, we both had the discussion and recognized the fact that while we are in favor and in support of changing the like centuries of institutionalized racism in this country, it's the people who have been actually affected by that that should be leading the charge and dictating yeah. the terms of what they want. So yeah, we're we're not trying to speak for anybody. And uh, I will do my best just to pretty much lay down like what the experiences I've had. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's always going to be bias in like reporting, but try to just, you know, let you know what I saw happen and let you draw your own conclusions. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You know. So again, I just want to state that I know at the beginning of the last episode, I put that little disclaimer in there. I just want to reiterate that so that way there's no. You know, uh, uh, what what is it called? Um, moral. How, how how is it? I don't know, man. Like projecting and like trying to virtue persuade. signaling. Yes, virtue signaling. I mean, so that way, there's no confusion of like virtue signaling or anything. Yeah, or or you know, just misrepresentation. Yeah. The, uh, this will purely purely be our experiences as we've gone through all this and all that. I hate know. disclaimers so much. I do too. Like as someone who finds himself speaking and typing argumentatively like pretty often, I've definitely like tried to streamline my speech pattern to be clear and like succinct. Yeah. And I hate equivocation. I hate saying things like, Man, this food's really good, don't you think? Yeah. Or like, yeah, you know, I tried I tried hard on it's kinda good, you know, it's alright. I hate that kind of speech. Yeah. Like, call it how it is. And you know, I firmly believe that like if if idiots out there want to think that we're trying to represent some movement, I'll say that anybody will, because nobody listens to this podcast. Yeah, nobody will ever listen but, to this podcast. <laughs> it's kind of that thing where if you if if you make an effort to articulate yourself yeah. uh truthfully and factually and you take the time to say what you mean and really like articulate your thought process then if any idiot out there wants to take your argument out of context they're just not worth your time to debate them yeah no not yeah. at all like i had somebody just like you know talk more about my own life i had somebody try to get me with the uh like oh you refuse to talk to bigots and have conversations with bigots therefore you're the real bigot yeah because i like i had a friend post this thing about how i people shouldn't be just blocking and like unfriending racists they should be like trying to convert them and i told him you know maybe somebody with more but better mental health and more energy yeah i saw that comment thread yeah yeah and i was just like you know like i i don't have the time to meet and talk with people who aren't rational and I believe that racists and bigots aren't rational people because I don't think you can be a rational person and be prejudiced. Right. And so, yeah, I'm not going to waste my time or my breath or my energy like on these people. And then this other dude I know is like, oh, well, if they're not rational, quote unquote, then you're not going to speak to them. So like, you're really, you're really just kind of, you know, you're being the thing that you're, that you're saying you're against. And I was like, you know, for the love of the guy who made the original like post, I like made a point to try to like add a di- add like some articulation to my thought. Yeah. 
but it's just like a good example of how somebody can take even a very well articulated what i thought was no i shouldn't say well like what i thought was like i think i articulated myself you know adequately yeah from from what i read yeah you, you, you did well yeah somebody somebody can always take that and mischaracterize it and so i think yeah. you know as we start to bridge and segue into talking about the struggles against this it's really important to pick your battles very it's it's i think it's more important to try to like fight on the front of legislative change and leadership changes in our government than it is to try to convince every single person that you meet just because we all have to shrug and accept the reality that we're humans with limited capacity and focus and energy and like if 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 you are not doing some amount of filtering idiots out of your life you're going to be bogged down non-stop and angry all the time trying to deal with these people very yeah your online friends list and your online social groups one of the few things that you have full control of and you should really be trying in my opinion and this is just my opinion should be really trying to streamline that in the direction that best helps you oh you want to let the puppy in here can we oh, get timber oh, on the timber mic? Oh, Timber, you want to get on the mic? We're going to get invaded by a dog. Sorry, oh, folks. Hi, oh, Timber. hi, babe. Oh, big old dumb idiot. Oh, 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 oh you're oh, such a good girl. Oh. Dylan, you're such a good girl. All right, Timber. All right. All right, come. Okay, hi. You're just so excited. You good? She's a very good girl. Yeah. She's really, really dumb, though. She's so dumb. And her skin's on wrong. <laughs> her skin's All right, bye, Timber. Yeah, bye, dog. What's Timber doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, I think I think was Timber in here to tell us to hurry up and get on with it. Yeah, get, <laughs> get on with it. Um, yeah. So I guess the proper place to start would be uh, Monday, June first. Yeah, 1st. this is actually a pretty well laid out story because yeah. you know we we the last time we recorded was a week ago. Yep. And, you know, we, we when we were recording regular, we were doing it every two weeks just because, like, oh, we don't want to get burned out. And, who, yeah. like, you know, really, you know, what's going to happen in a single week where we're going to have enough for a whole other podcast? And then 2020 uh, happened. Oh, boy, <laughs> the times they are changing. Um, so, yeah, you and I sat down and we podcasted. Yeah. And then we went out to the bar and we had a couple drinks with yeah. your friend Nicole. And then we went out to our buddy, our buddy Paul's place. Yeah. Played some magic, drank a couple beers, and then coming back to Tulsa, this would be on Monday the 1st, mm-hmm. uh, coming back to Tulsa, I decided, like, you know, I was driving, it's like, well, let's just roll by 75th Yeah, because I, I saw, I was like, oh, there's protests actively going on yeah. next to my house, and now they have reported that there was shots being fired onto the crowd. And yeah. not, like, bullets, but, like, you know, gas yeah. rubber bullets and, and, and so stuff I was like just, that. I was just fucking curious. Yeah. I was like, you know, I ain't never seen a riot or a protest. And, you know, like, you kind of want to just go on down to the war and see what's happening. Yeah. Like, and, when uh, back in Civil War and people have picnics to watch. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Just, just watch, watch it happen. And we showed up. And I remember one of the first things that we saw. I thought I thought we were about to watch somebody get pulled out of their car and get the shit beat out of them. Yeah, because like three or four cars went bombing into this fucking parking lot. Yeah, like up be, on the curbs. Yeah, and being chased by a police car, only to find out they're not being chased. It's just a line of unmarks with a fucking uh, uh, actual like cop car behind them. Yeah, and they're cle- they're clearing out and like so. Yeah, within the first five minutes of us being there, we saw like with fucking gas and pepper balls. Pepper rounds, like them clear out that fucking uh, that that uh, parking lot 
right at the intersection of 71st Memorial. It'd be the yeah. northeast intersection. I kind of wish parking lot. It, like there, there's part of me that wishes I had like the, the gumption to have brought like a video camera or, or something because it was almost like a scene out of a movie. It was insane, like, dude. They whipped up so quick and yeah. just pop up on the curb. They all got out. And all of them had their pepper ball guns drawn and aimed and just started yelling, get the hell out of here, get the fuck out right. of here. And so, like, I, w- I want to just walk back through the context of, you know, what what we rolled up to is that I didn't know there had been, like, the crowd had started being, like, a dispersed or anything. I didn't. Maybe you had said it. I don't. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, from my perspective, I just watched all these fucking, like, people who were rowdy. And like angry, but not seemingly aggressive in this yeah, parking no. lot, suddenly get pretty violently dispersed by a fucking goon squad of like four or five cars of cops. Yeah, Gestapo was up in there. Yeah. And so I, that kind of set the tone for me. And I, I started going from feeling, that's when I started live streaming, because I started going from feeling like I was here just to watch this because I was curious to somebody should be documenting all of this. Yeah. Um, you know, this is some serious shit. And so we crossed the street. Well, like eventually the cops cleared out and the protesters moved back in. And that really makes me question, like, why, like, was, I wonder if that's when that fucking GNC got the window broken. Possibly. And that's why they were fucking dispersing them. But like, not, not to, not, not to like jump too far ahead, but it turns out that there were fucking, there had been property damage already. Yes. And when we got up to where the actual protesting line was at and about 50 yards off was a line of cops, they got on the PA system and started telling us that, the, you know, because of like property damage and acts of violence was no longer a lawful like gathering and that we were going to get dispersed. We could be subject to chemical munitions or use of force and possibly arrest. Um, some some variation of that mantra over and over again, and then I'll let you like pick up from there, and we got up from yeah the front. okay. So we get up to the front line, and you were recording, um, and I I just kind of kept walking forward and got like up in there because my my whole goal uh, during all the protesting was I'm gonna be in front of somebody so that way I can get hit. That way they don't have to. Right. I'm a big guy. I'm a big target. I deal with pain well, real well. Yeah, and you're a big, you're a big well. white dude in Trump's America. If you have, yeah. if you have privilege, now is the time to weaponize it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm the impenetrable wall at that point. Right. Like if something's gonna happen, get behind me. You'll be okay. I've seen white people wearing those shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. yeah. And that was my whole, whole thing in my head the entire time that I was going through was like, starts happening. Take as much as you can get. So that way others don't have to. Um. So we get up to the front, and there's a dude on a power generator yelling. You know, he's visibly angry. Right. Um, lots of anger. Uh, but no, nobody trying to push uh, these ulterior motives to be violent. Um, yeah. As later on, as I came to learn, whoever was doing the property destruction had been removed from the group. Um, I guess they found the dude and were like, you got to get the fuck out of here. You're not helping. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had heard unrep- un- unconfirmed reports from later protests that there have been, a, there's been an attempt to like find those people and push them at the police and be yeah. like to fucking take them. Yeah. There, yeah. There's definitely been a very active mo- movement amongst not only the police, but also the protesters themselves to weed out the people who are only there to antagonize. Right. Um, so we get up to the front line and you know, they got their, little searchlights on the side of their cars pointed at us. There's um, there's a line of 
maybe 15 yards away from us, a line of, uh, you know, I want to say SWAT because they weren't in SWAT regalia, but definitely uh, TPD. There was a mixture of people with like grenade launchers and like fucking dudes yeah, with the, like the, the riot shield. Yeah, so it, when, when we say grenade launchers, we're not saying they're going to shoot active explosives at us. No, it's, they're for lobbing uh, tear uh, gas. Yeah, those C, yeah. Those C canisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and every once in a while, they'll shoot three or four pepper balls at us to make sure we're not moving too far forward. Um, and the guy on top of the power generator, we got... We got hit uh, with a bunch of pepper balls and smoke sea spray, and he got hit with it bad. Uh, he was coughing real bad, not holding it together well. But rather than retreating, he moved forward and laid down, yes. yelling, "If you're gonna do it, do it. Just arrest me here." Yeah, I, w- I, w- I was, I was almost positive at that juncture that that's like when things were going to get really bad. Yeah. I've seen so many videos of like, you know, the, the lines of riot cops parting. And then here comes the fucking like five man group of heavies. Yeah. And that fucking just snatch them up. Yeah. Yeah. Just snatch them up and pull them to the back lines. Yeah. And you know, that's it. Hopefully the dude's treated fairly and justly from there. But the fact that they're usually not is why we're here. Yeah. Um, so that happens. Uh, you know, a couple other people go out and they lay down with them and join them. And eventually, they somebody out there convinces them, you know, get up, move back to the line, and they right. do. Uh, and about this time is when the National Guard shows up. Uh, the National Guard comes in with you know their big old armored yeah. Humvees and their bus, and they form another line. So now there's we're, we're we're standing in front of a seafood restaurant. So right. in front of us is a parking lot, and to the left of us is the mall parking lot. So the cops are holding the parking lot of the restaurant, and then the National Guard come up from our left and start holding a line there. And just just to make sure that I that I have our timelines correct, is this like before or after that one guy tried to calm down the whole crowd? Uh, this was. I believe this was right before they hadn't National Guard had showed up, but they hadn't formed a line yet. By Got the time you. he was, yeah, they, they were still behind the police lines. Yeah, yeah getting suited out. So uh, one of the organizers, I don't, I don't know the gentleman's name. I don't even know um, if he. I, I don't even know, like, if I want to go on record as he was an organizer because uh, he spoke like it, but we we, we yeah. don't know who he is. Fair enough. We don't know anything about him. A, a gentleman who had the gumption articulation of somebody who. And the information. And, and the information uh, of somebody who would be a, a leader in that moment, whether he was part of the organization or not. You know, he had that, if there's somebody yeah. I'm going to follow in this movement, it would be that guy type mentality and, and composure. Um, he came and let us know that uh, the meeting had happened with GT Bynum and they had agreed to all these things. And yeah, can we pull that up real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead yeah. and pull that up because we looked up the list. We list because I guess I guess at the start of this protest they had issued a list of four demands, and he gathered everybody around and walked us through them and said that GT Bynum was on like talking to the news networks right now. Yeah, and that he was he was he was uh, ceding to these demands. Yeah, the uh, creation uh, curation in office of the Independent Monitor for the Police Department, modeled after Denver, Colorado's. Uh, OIM, ending the city's participation in A&E's uh, live PD television show and establishing a non-commercial format to display officers' work. Good. Working together to ensure better mental health and well-being for Tulsans, which 
as I was explained at the protest was they were going to take some of the funding that was put towards, um, I guess for lack of a better word, militarizing Tulsa Police Department, take a large amount of that funding and push it towards uh, mental health for um, lower income neighborhoods and yeah. people who are on welfare. I've even heard like ideas from other police departments, things like having mental health professionals riding in cars yeah. with cops, things like that. And that would be incredible. And then lastly, uh, arranging a meeting between Bynum and the family of Terrence Kutchner. Uh, Crutchner, uh, Terrence was a gentleman who was killed by a Tulsa police officer. Uh, oh, geez, a few last year, a few years ago. Yeah, it was a few years ago because I remember I was working at the casino during that time when mm. she was released, pretty much without any consequence. Oh, her, yeah, I, yeah and then she's fucking, she's back working for the police department now. Yeah, yeah. and they're actually reopening the investigation on that. I read about that Good. today. Fuck her, yeah, yeah fuck her. Uh. She she went back to work for the police department to train courses on how to handle. Um, I it, I might I might be getting this wrong, but from what I remember, it was she's back to train courses on how to stay calm under pressure during uh, volatile situations. Yeah, it shouldn't seem like the best candidate. No, definitely not. Um, and it's also important to mention that all of this all of this happened on the first. The first was the 99 year anniversary of the Tulsa race massacre. Yes, and so it's an incredibly sensitive time for Tulsans, and like an incredibly sensitive time for like pondering the civil rights movement in this country. And yeah. So the energy was extremely high, and I was I was hopeful. You know, part of me was was hopeful. Um, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I was hopeful that this one man. You know, he he related this message. Yes. And I was hopeful that it would calm the crowd down because he was basically saying, like, you know, these were our demands. That's why we are here. You know, he is committing to honoring them and he's recognizing them. So what else is there for us to do? Why don't we all just go home? What else do you think is going to happen here that's going to be good? And that that statement that he made, um, it had when I heard it, it caused a sort of duality. Yeah. Um, because you had, you know, it got heard. We got heard. We had a meeting. There was a talk that happened and everybody was still angry. And there's, there's a, there's a argument that people like to have with me, which is, well, they got heard. They were told it's going to happen. Yeah, but anger's still there. I'm like, the anger's still there. And also you're talking about a group and a community and uh, a mass of individuals who have been told things a lot. Yeah. And more often than not, Why should they trust anything the government yeah. tells them. It, more often than not, it's not followed through on, and mm-hmm. they're betrayed, and things are made worse, and nothing changes. So, part of me is like, "Awesome, we got it done. We can disband from from the th- that night." Right. But the other part of me is like, "Their anger right now is still valid." Yeah, yeah, I, I could feel the disappointment and the anger still in the crowd. Yeah, and and really just the uh, kind of that feeling of the getting the rug pulled out from under you. Yeah, you know when you're all amped up and hyped up to like send your message, and you're angry and you're furious, and then suddenly suddenly get told like, "Oh, problem gone, go home." And yeah. I this kind of boiled over with one woman in the crowd who started like screaming at this guy talking about how angry she was, how furious she still was, how it doesn't matter about what they've said, that they're killing us, you know. And I think that that served as a really good example of how it only takes one or two people to control the energy of a huge crowd yeah. of people. That, that mob it, mentality, yeah. And so the guy gave up. He kept trying to talk over her. She kept screaming, yelling. Uh, 
he finally gave up, walked off, and it was within 60 seconds of that that we started getting hit with gas for the first time? Uh, no, that was the second wave of gas. So the first wave, they, they hit us right, maybe one or two Right, because the guy was on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, shortly after that, that, that fucking SUV did the drive-by on us, wasn't it? So shortly after he finished doing his thing and he walked away, um, two things happened. In rapid succession, which was insane. First thing was uh, there was a call that was put out uh, to the um, news stations and the media sources that were there to stop recording. Yep. Uh, and as soon as that happened, everybody started yelling, record everything. Yeah. Um, because they complied. They were like, yeah, fine, we'll, we'll stop reporting. And then maybe 60 seconds to two minutes after that, a police SUV drove by. Uh, with their windows down and opened up with pepper balls and OC gas on us. Yep, two, three cans of OC gas, bunch of pepper balls going into the crowd. Yeah, and like when 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 I saw that like first starting like happening, I had this surreal moment that like I I didn't realize that it was like non lethal munitions for a second. You yeah, know? like all you see is a barrel sticking out of a fucking cop car and like smoke coming out of the end of it. And like, you know, my, I have hard, my brain, like the visual center of my brain processing that while the auditory system of my brain is like processing the fact that it's not actual gunshots and then everything gets shut down. That fucking gas hits you. Yeah. And, uh, Which yeah. I, by the way, I just gotta say, I've been, I've been maced before. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing comes close to that OC gas, man. It's, but you know what? The milk does a good fucking job. Yeah, it does it? a yeah. great job. Yeah, it's, but, it's like immediate almost. Yeah, it, it, it is, it is definitely disabling. And I, I remember, and, and you know, to be fair to the representation of the police officers, they were on the public address system telling the crowd, like, you need to disperse. This yeah. is an unlawful gathering. X, Y, and Z will happen to you. But I'm standing there, again, you have to understand the context that I understood at the time was that there hadn't been any property damage. Yes. And there hadn't been any violence. And in the hour, like, we've been there in about an hour or so at this point. The only violence that I had seen had been coming from police officers. Yeah. And I had been there. We had been there for, like, an hour and a half, two hours before I finally learned that there had been any property damage whatsoever. And uh, it's just it's, it's, it's just true that if you start committing property damage or acts of violence, the police have every legal authority to disperse yeah, their gathering. Yeah, yeah. Um, agreed, 100%. Um. But I will say the the method that they went around doing it was not um, probably the best choice. Yeah, with my, getting my, rid of the media and everything. You know, the then, in 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 the the energy I was feeling from that crowd was that they 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 would have stood there and been angry all night long if the police just let them. Yeah, like they would have stood there and just been angry and. If I had been the police, if I had been in this that situation, I'd have been the guy with the microphone on the public address system. I would have tried to explain to the crowd that you cannot be here because there has been property damage and we cannot allow that. Yeah. However, you're at 71st Memorial. You're just a couple blocks away from parks from fields yeah tell the protesters simply move like we respect your right to assemble move it down the street but it's been proven that property damage can be an outcome here and we can't have that and really like even if that's just all bullshit anything a cop can do to just keep the dialogue going and keep the conversation going that's not saying like 
you need to leave or we're going to hurt you. Yeah. It, like that, 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 that pumps more energy into the situation. I understand the police have the right to disperse a crowd with non-lethal munitions that's turning violent or looting and shit like that. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with you. But if I had known that there had been property damage already, I wouldn't have gone because that's not the kind of protest I'm trying to support. Right. I, 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 I empathize and understand the anger and the rage and the fury as much as any white dude can. I yes. Think. But I cannot justify, you know, looting or property damage. I, I don't I don't condemn those people, but I know I don't I neither condone their actions. Right. I can understand being so angry that you lash out at your surroundings and just want that release. And that sometimes people do idiotic, violent things when that happens. Like, I get it. I, I, I can personally relate to that. But I still, like, would wish that, you know, I was joking with a buddy of mine. I wish that anger was focused. Like, go burn down the governor's mansion. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't burn down the gas stations. Don't burn down. Move, move on. Move on to something that's actually affecting Yeah. You. Go occupy the National Guard base. You yeah. know, like, go get crazy with it. Um, So on the timeline of things that was that was the second time we got hit right so that pushed us back a bit in uh, a couple feet and then the national guard had formed their line so now we had two lines that were very slowly advancing so i'm standing up there doing what i did for years back when i did melee and doing field calls so every time one line would move i'd be like on left they're moving and i would watch it the crowd would turn and look at them and start yelling at that side and when the right side would start on right moving everybody turn yeah, and they would creep up just a few inches at a time. Yeah. So doing calls up there and then getting hit with pepper balls again and again. Um, and then we had, we'd formed a pretty solid line that was just not moving. It wasn't moving forward. wasn't moving back. We were just stationary. Um, and then every once in a while, you know, we get hit with pepper balls. And then there was this one guy who was just off the handle pissed and he just kept yelling at him moving back and forth that rich guy oh yeah rich yeah, yeah. His, his friend rich get the fuck over here <laughs> i went over i looked at him, i was like dude rich is gone he's like i know man but i gotta get him home <laughs> <laughs> and uh oh really is, is it awkward when you're the one giving a ride to somebody who's being wild and crazy at a protest nathaniel yeah i wonder wonder what that feels like to I'm, be that I'm person sorry <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that um so Rich is just going off, and uh, there was this one guy on the National Guard side that kept trying to shoot a rubber bullet at him. Um, and I remember that it was rubber because I would. There was one time where Rich got close to me, and I heard the rubber bullet zing by my head. Um, and that was the moment where I just started yelling, "You have one fucking job, and you can't even get that right." Yeah. Um, and I remember you were yelling at him too. Like we were, we were both just we were done. We were yeah, like, this I was. Is, this I, is idiotic. I was incredibly. I was an incredibly peaceful protester until I some pepper balls hit me in the leg, and I I had to sniff a bunch of spicy air. Like, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's they're they're agitators for sure. Um, and you know they hit us with some more OC gas. So this is the third time we got hit with OC gas. I remember that's when I pulled back up to the street with you. Um, and we're up at the street and people are still mad, still yelling, but not moving forward, not moving back. And then I remember seeing the guy who caused the final wave to happen. Uh, I remember him walking up. He had on a beanie with a little pump on the top. 
Yeah. And a mask. Skinnier dude. And he had a box in his hand. And it was fountain fireworks. And he walks up and he lights them at the front of the line. And the fireworks start shooting off. As yeah. soon as the first one shoots off, I remember looking up and seeing about 15 OC cans in the air. And just hearing a massive amount of pops of... of yeah, I remember turning and looking. Turning and looking because I was, I was farther back than you were. And there was this alleyway that runs along a store right there. And just a few minutes before, the National Guard had positioned a Humvee at the end of that alleyway. Yeah, yeah. And I thought they were pushing that Humvee up because I just saw this wave of people backing up. And I was like, oh, are they, they must be moving that truck up, yeah? And I, like you yelled back at me like, no, somebody's setting off fireworks. And I immediately was like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, got to get out of here. Sorry, backpedaling, dude. Um, so the fireworks go off. The OC cans start flying. Everybody gets pepperballed. And they just start moving forward. And um, I remember... All the cans landed, and uh, we didn't get hit originally uh, when they landed because there was a draft that was sort of pushing them to the left. Um, and I remember seeing a bunch of people run back, and then a few guys run in and just start kicking the cans yep. back. And that that was really cool to see. I was yep. like, Pro fuck gamer yeah. Move right there. Yeah. Oh, big time. I think it was also right at that moment when they got the, the picture of us, like, dumping R- milk on our uh, faces. Right, no, right before that was when the... Uh, by the way, the thumbnail for this, the photos were taken by a man known as uh, Joe on Instagram. It is no underscore Jackson. Super great guy. Uh, super friendly. Was very forthcoming with everything. Got me the photos and everything real quick. Um, but we, we, we were some milky boys. Yeah. Um, so they went and they kicked those back. And I remember we got back to the corner and there was some chick you were trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I remember I was, I was, I was, I was safely back far enough. You and I had just gotten back out of the way. And I remember like thinking like, all right, well, like I get over these curves cause I don't want to back up over these curves and fall over. And, uh, so I was like, you know, a little level down. So the parking lot turned and look back. And this young girl just comes walking out of this cloud of like, OC, like crying and holding her face. And I was like, Oh no, don't worry. And cause she was heading right for the curves. And like, I grabbed her fucking like wrist and I was like, I got you come with me. I got you and turn around, like lead her away. And as I turn around, take a big fucking breath, I just breathe in a big waft of this shit. And I immediately come disabled. And I'm like, Danny, Danny, I, I came I up for the rear. And uh, there was, a, yeah, no, uh, oh, it was kind of perfect timing. Cause as soon as it hit you, I saw it hit you. And I was like, Oh fuck. I got hit too, but yeah. I've, I've come to learn I'm pretty good at handling the OC. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I knew I was stumbling in the right direction. I just knew there was a bunch of shit in front of me yeah. too. Um, so I watched you get hit, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then some ladies walking by with milk, and I just start screaming, "We need milk over here!" I remember right that fucking yeah. now. I remember that. Yeah. And she comes over, and we get the chick, and then you got milked. And I was like, "All right." And I turn around, and there's some dude who's walking forward, his fist up, you know. Uh, I think he was. I think he was yelling the "No justice, no peace." And I started walking next to him because it's again the thing in my head was if somebody's gonna get hit, it's gonna be me before somebody else. And it was this young black dude, so I was like, "All right, I'm walking with him." And we started walking forward. And I remember hearing you yell from behind me, "It's not our fight! It's <laughs> yeah. not our fucking fight!" And I was like, "Oh yeah, whoops." Like, because I was getting pretty close. Well, yeah, I just didn't want to fucking have to call your mom at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning and be like, hey, your son's in the hospital. I watched him get fucking curb stomped by three cops. Yeah. Well, wh- why did that happen, Nathan? Well, because he was making bad decisions, and I didn't stop him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't 
didn't want to have that conversation. Uh, yeah, no. And I oh, it, we didn't even talk about the rubber bullet that almost fucking got. Yeah, me. yeah, like, yeah. Around like the first, or between like the second and third times, we got gassed. I was just sitting there yelling at a police officer, which is an incredibly therapeutic way to spend your time. Oh my god, yeah. But, uh, I'm sitting there and I'm just like looking. And I hear this slap noise, and I look down to see this like orange cloud appearing like on the ground. Yep. And then I felt something bump my shoe, and I look down, and it's the plastic fucking carrier of a rubber bullet that just hit the asphalt and exploded. And I immediately thought, like, if that cop had been just aiming, like, at the point of aim, like, an inch or two higher, that would have creamed me in the fucking ankle. And, like, my 300-pound ass, like, suddenly with a broken ankle would not be a good situation. No, not at all. And, like, and then it took me, like, three or four minutes to start getting actually really mad about that. And that's when I lost my fucking shit and was yelling at cops and, like... Was real, real mad. <laughs> I remember you thought that I was trying to yell something to be like productive or something. Oh yeah, I thought but you no, were yelling. I was just making had, fun of him. I thought you were saying you had one job, as in like you're not being a fucking very good police officer. You're saying they're not a very good shot. To be fair, they were probably missing and hitting a lot of folks in the legs on purpose. When I had that one zing by my head, that that notion went out the window most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so after that, we just kind of called it a day. We were like, you know what? We got gassed four times. Yeah, like fucking we're uh, not taking any more of this shit tonight. out of here. Yeah. So we went home, uh, drank some drink. I think drank some beers or something. I, I can't don't remember. remember. Yeah. I was exhausted. I didn't go to bed until like, I didn't fall asleep till like four or five o'clock in the morning. And yeah. I had to wake up and be at work at 10 the next day, and I worked 10 to 6, and then went right back to another protest yep. on Tuesday the on Tuesday the 2nd at Tulsa Hills. And I showed up after work, and... Uh, it got weird. Yeah. Like, the first the first few hours I was there, it was great. Uh, the, when I was the first actual, like, protester to be there, and I found the protest because there was a medic van already set up. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I get out and I talk to them. They help me make my sign and all this shit. Aww. The uh, the the guy that owns the business that uh, we're in the parking lot of comes out and talks to us a little bit. Was just like wanting to make sure that you know he's not leaving a bunch of fucking crazy people in front of his shop. Yeah, yeah. And uh, police officers come over and talk to us, and they're being like semi helpful, semi investigative. Or right. like they're they're saying things like, oh, well, you know, we're we're willing to block off some intersections for you guys to march, but like, you know, we just we don't know what your guys' plans are. So what are your plans? Who, what organization are you with? You know, how many people are going to be here? And like me and the medics, we were both like, uh, we don't know. We don't actually know any of the organizers or the organization. We had both just heard through like quote unquote word of mouth on Facebook that there would be a gathering. And so I, I get my sign all made up with a very provocative statement of want peace, question mark, and brutality. But I thought it was a pretty, like, universally, you know, acceptable message. Yeah. Nobody should be pro-brutality. No, not at all. And we should all want peace. And so I, like, set up there on the road in Tulsa Hills, this big shopping center in West Tulsa. It's like a fucking goddamn like it's not a boil of a strip mall it's like a gigantic gaping MRSA wound of a strip mall I'm really happy they picked that area because when I think of like generic white people hangout area oh, yeah. it's yeah it's Tulsa yeah. Hills all and the it's way. strategically located between like fucking meth town USA West Tulsa and Jinx which is like about as nice as Tulsa gets yeah so 
And it's so nice they don't even call themselves Tulsa anymore. Yeah, no. Which, I mean, fair. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, honestly, I don't want Jinx to be a part of Tulsa. They're, yeah. They're not... They're not like us. They smell funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you say it's a joke. Yeah, you go to Jinx, it just smells weird there. Just the nicer quality clothes and detergent, maybe. Oh, it's just the jeans. Probably the jeans. Uh, genetics. But, uh, oh, no, yeah, like but it, was, okay. it was great. Like, uh, we got a lot of exposure. I want to say there was about a 9 to 1, 10 to 1 ratio. Like, people, like, driving by supporting us. And people driving by, really like, cool see, yeah. yeah, flipping us off and being angry. I had one person, he'll won this one Karen that like slowed down to yell at me. Uh, at this point, I was there. It was me. It was a like black woman, and, like her mid thirties, and like I think her sister and their kids, and they were all out protesting. So like, there's fucking kids, dude. Like ten, eleven year old yeah. kids, and like this lady rolls up and rolls down her window and goes, "Go home, you fucking idiots!" I'm just like, man, why are you so mad? Like we're just we're Come just out of your car. Let's talk. we're just standing here. Yeah. Like what's the big deal? My favorite one of my favorite point part, parts of that was uh, when I was standing there with the same group of people, and here comes this fucking jacked up like six eight inch lifted Jeep with a camo paint job and a gigantic Trump flag flying out of one window and an American flag flying out of the other, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. Wonder what this is gonna be like. And it's uh, two good old boys in the front and wife beaters in, like, shirts and beards, big fat dudes. They yep. come, like, rolling up, slow down, and they're, like, staring at me, and I'm staring at them. And I give them the black power fist, and the fucking driver gives it back to me and just drives on by. And I was like, all right, man. Uh, yeah, like, you're a very confusing young gentleman. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't get it, but, you know, whatever. Not being violent or anything, just, you know. So, uh, yeah, there was there was also a group of, like, a dozen armed protesters there carrying everything from just open carrying pistols, like guys with AR-15s, rifles yeah. and shit. And I believe, so I ran into my buddy Blake at the Monday protest. And yeah, I've Bl- run into him at every one I've gone yeah, to. Yeah, and Blake Blake's a member of the Tulsa Communist Party or whatever it is that those fucking Reds call themselves nowadays. But uh, I Damn think Ruskies. The, uh, if I remember correctly, he said that that was a group of his guys or their guys that was like, because, you know, communists and it's yeah. called there, not his. Exactly. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, they were out there, you know, being like armed demonstrating and they were separate from the crowd and yep. they were separated from the police, but they'd been incredibly respectful to both. The cops had come by a few times and talked to us and had been incredibly chill. Uh, I, I was, I spent a lot of that protest walking around, picking up trash yep. and then I would go to like over to where the actual shopping, like the stores are because they have those outdoor trash cans that dump it. And the first time I did, I was like, I know what this looks like. And I'm kind of just waiting for it. I get about 10 yards from the fucking like store and here come three or four unmarked cop cars. And I just like see them staring at me as they like, as like they slow, start to slow down. I just wave at them and the guy in the passenger side of the front car just waves back and they all zip on by me. Like, yep, I know what it looks like. I'm just throwing away trash, I promise. Not coming here to break storefronts. Yeah, it's but okay, guys. That went really well. There was some dude walking around trying to pray with every little group of people he found that would pray with him. There was like a big group prayer that happened. A lot of people circling a certain a lot of like a lot of people circling up to talk about their issues, what they wanted to see done. They started blocking off this one little intersection that like in the road that cuts through this big shopping mall. And uh, but they would clear out whenever the light would turn green, like the light would turn yeah. red. They'd cover up the intersection. They would they'd, like chant at cars, throw their like show their signs and all this stuff. And then a few times, and they would like take a little while. 
one time like traffic got held up because like the protesters were just sitting there watching us. Some guy on his fucking like motorcycle burned out and did like fucking that was donuts. yeah I saw that that yeah. was really cool yeah like that that that, that 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 was pretty neat. And then they decided that all right well, we're gonna we're gonna go march up seventy first. And at that point the organization seemed to kind of fall apart a little bit yeah yeah you showed up in the middle of that and you and I spent a while just trying to like find where everyone was like what's happening no one knows. Our buddy Sully was trying to meet up with us. And finally, we hear that the word is they're going to go back to 71st Memorial. And that's when I started getting a bad vibe. Yeah, that's some red flags. I was like, why are we going back to the place where there was just so much violence the night before? And also, why aren't we protesting like downtown in front of government offices? Why are we protesting in front of private businesses? Because both of those places, Tulsa Hills and 71st Memorial, are like the big shopping centers of Tulsa, of like Metro Tulsa. Yeah. You have Woodland Hills Mall at fucking 71st, and you have the Tulsa Hills boil MRSA wound of a fucking... (laughs) <laughs> capitalist society. Sorry, I have a hard time talking. Sometimes. The most gentrified of gentrified areas. Yeah. It has a Cracker Barrel. It, um, yeah. Yeah. And like a spot that Cracker Barrels aren't normally placed. We're in Oklahoma. No, I know. I, Cra- there are Cracker Barrels inside of churches here. Yeah. <laughs> and like, okay, so what I mean by that is like normally you see Cracker Barrels like next to a highway and granted it is next to a highway. But it's not like at the exit of a highway like they normally are. It's in a shopping district. I bet you it's the fanciest goddamn Cracker Barrel in northeast Oklahoma. We should go there and just... Record? (laughs) No, I was trying to think of like something we could do that wouldn't affect the staff, but would affect the business. I just can't think of anything. Yeah, because shit rolls downhill, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Business owners will do incredible things to protect themselves, but not very much to protect their workers a lot of the time. Yeah. So, yeah. That, Anyways, we go 71st. Yeah, we go 71st, and, like, you and I walk around and show Sully where, like, the battle happened the night before. Yeah. And all these pepper ball imprints still left on the ground. I kept trying to eat my chicken and rice. <laughs> yep. And so then a bunch of protesters tried to, like, link arms and block off 71st Memorial, that intersection, which is not the kind of energy I'm there for. Like, I understand if you people, like, you people, oh, oh, oh bo- here never, we go. Can never run for office now. Uh, I, I can understand, like, if, like, you guys feel like you need to do this to gain more exposure. But it's, like, 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Hardly anyone's on the streets. It's and South we, Tulsa. And yeah. we were getting tons of exposure, like, not blocking, not permanently blocking intersections at the, yeah. at the other spot. And so I'm just like, I don't understand why we're doing this. And people started getting fucking mad at me and mad at me, like telling people like, nah, you don't got to like go out there. Fuck that. If you don't want to do it. And like, I had some, some girl get in my face and scream at me. Like, if you don't get out there and block this intersection, you don't give a fuck about black people. And I was just like, no, you you don't get to, you don't get to tell me how I feel or qualify my fucking activism. Yeah. Like that, these, these, these are my decisions. You know, I could, I this could, is my call. I could be yeah. at home jerking off, you know, like I'm out here trying to help, but I just don't think this is the right energy. And the police officers were staying far back. Some dude's driving around with the Trump flag out of his window, just driving back and forth through all the parking lots by the demonstration. And then everybody decided we're going to march towards the police. And that's when I was like, all right, you all are fucking idiots. I'm leaving. There's nothing happening here except the antagonization of police officers. Like, that's it. Like, there's no reason. 
like like we, you're getting everything you need to out of a protest you're getting to express your anger you're getting to spread your message you're getting publicity like we're doing this in a very respectful way the optics of this looks really 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 good the perception of this looks really 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 good and that's when i was like no nah, i don't see this going anywhere i don't see this like ending well at all at this point i just start and get a little bit out of control and then i started hearing the police get on the pa trying to calm the crowd down and yeah. I, as i was leaving the last thing i heard the police officer saying is like we respect your right to peacefully demonstrate we respect your right to assemble here and like in protest we're willing to talk with you we're willing to like uh you know i, I can't remember everything he said but he was like imploring the crowd like please do not throw bottles please do not like try to attack any police officers like yeah. and then i left and then as I, I was I was leaving, I fucking saw all the National Guard passing me on the way in, and I was like, all right, well, fuck that. And that's where I come yep, in on all this. that's where you come because in. Because I was one of those people in the intersection. Yeah, um, I told Sully, tell Fanny to have fun. Here's a chicken. Throw it away if you want to. Bye. I'm leaving. <laughs> Thank you for leaving my chicken and rice there. I appreciate it, as I was pretty hungry. Um, and I came back. And whenever we started moving towards the police line, I grabbed my chicken and rice and was eating it while moving forward, which uh, a couple people commented on. They're like, are you, you eating chicken and rice? I'm like, you just needed the attention, Thanny. No, no. I, I was legitimately You could have just, eaten your car before we went to the protest, Thanny. I was Thanny. fucking starving. You could have eaten your car. I you could've. wanted the attention. Don't even try to lie to me. You wanted to be that goofy guy in the crowd eating chicken. Oh, yeah. Hold my chicken. I'm going to go block off the intersection. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. uh, <laughs> so we started moving towards the line, um, and yes, it was not a good move, um, and there was agitation, um, but they went up, they talked with them, certain members went up, talked with the cops, came back, and you know, yada, yada. Uh, and the thing about it that bothers me, because I, I pretty much agree with you on all of it, um, but the thing that bothers me about it is we had stopped moving. Uh, we even moved back a little bit. Um, and out of nowhere, after after the National Guard had set up on the other end of Memorial, um, all of a sudden we just got hit with pepper balls and OC. Um, were the cops saying anything to you over the PA system? It was pretty much like, you know, just go stand on the sidewalk which I this is why I was getting so mentally tired after protests is because me as a person I'm a centrist so I try to see both sides of the argument so when they say go and stand on you know, the sidewalk I'm like, I get that I also get why they don't want to get stand on the sidewalk because they don't want the cops to tell them what to well, do. Well, yeah, and especially when the cops are already blocking off the entire street. Exactly. You know, like, it's just, point? yeah, it's pointless. So, part of me is like, I get why they want us to go on the sidewalk. I get why the protesters don't want to go on the sidewalk. Okay. Nothing was happening. Though. There's no there's no violence. There's no destruction. There's just a lot of angry people standing in line in the middle of the street. Fine. And then we get hit with pepper balls and a sea spray. Yeah, but just to be just to be entirely fair, like, can you can you be entirely sure that you just didn't see something like happen? Yes, because and here's why. So we get hit. We're, we're gonna get to it. We get hit. Um, I'm walking back. By the way, if you're ever in a protest and you get hit with pepper balls and stuff, don't run. 
walk, when you run, that causes chaos. I saw a couple people take hard falls because of that. It can get very dangerous very quickly if you start running. Yeah, walk. running in a crowd is hard. That's why the yeah. military trains to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so please walk. Uh, quickly, but walk. Um, there was a gentleman next to me who had a can go off next to him. He got engulfed uh, and was just like not moving forward. So I grabbed him, picked him up, and started moving him. And then as soon as I started moving him, I got engulfed and like started kind of throwing up and carrying this dude. Got milk for him and everything. We went and we sat by the little wall area over in front of that bank. And again, to this point, nothing violent had happened. It wasn't until 20 minutes after. So enough allotted time for everybody to be able to get the OC and the pepper out of their system and everything. And that's when the first destructive action took, where somebody broke the front window to the DXL. Right. And like, I, I, I believe that you saw what you saw, but I also just know that it's incredibly hard to be sure about anything just because like you and I were positive or positive that the cops were acting out of turn and being malicious when we showed up to that first protest on Monday. Right. We were positive of it. We, we just lacked information. We, did, we didn't have, we didn't have a like fully informed perception of what was happening there. And like, well, the reason so I don't know, I don't know one way or the other what happened. I believe like what you're telling me, but I think it's hard to say with confidence, like in, in, in those kind of chaotic situations that you're absolutely sure. You yeah. Know? Well, and the other reason why I'm, pretty sure that nothing violent happened until afterwards is because after they had shot and everything um they continue to say if you like to continue protesting you need to be on the sidewalk so that was definitely a measure that they were doing just to disperse us to get us to move back and then to tell us to get on the sidewalk they, did, they, did they warn you at all they were going to use chemical munitions if you stayed in the no, street no mm, that's yeah. not good um and then after the window broke um I was already on my way back to my car. Yeah, I'm sure like, they were like, all right, boys, let's go. Now we have an excuse. Yeah, pretty much. After the window broke, they started yelling, this is no longer a peaceful protest. There's been destruction and violence. Um, and like everybody had gotten out of the road at that point. But people started to go back. And I had already walked back to my car. I was like, I'm good. Um, you know, I'm tired. Second night in a row. Got gas again. God. Uh, a bunch of people went back into the streets and were fired upon again, and a few people were arrested. Um, and, you know, I'm behind the National Guard line, and they're not moving forward. They're just staying stationary. I remember a police officer pulled by, and I was like, hey, what are you doing over here? And I'm like, it's my car's over here. You know, just wanted to step away for a minute. He's like, oh, okay. And I was like, hey, actually... You know, I've been on that side. Now I want to like ask him, like, do you, what's going on? What's your take on all this? He's like, I'm just here to make sure nobody gets hurt. And normally, when I would hear that from somebody, I'd be like, mm, you're here and you're being an active part of all this. And then I went and saw where he parked, and he was waiting for people to come back to their cars, and he would get out and go up to me. He's like, hey, which direction are you going? They'd be like, I live that way. He's like, okay, best way to go to get home. You go that way. And like, I saw other cops coming up to him and asking him, like, what are you doing? You need to get back up there. And he just waved him off. I was like, that's a good guy. He saw that everybody got hit with something. It was just like, you know what? People are going to be going home. I want to make sure they know how to get out of here and not get in trouble. And just start helping direct people. Sorry, gang. We have a strange whistling in the house. 
What's that whistling noise? What the fuck? Hey, it's gone. Eh, whatever. Um, maybe we have communal tinnitus. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then uh, you know, got Solly back to his car and went home. Yep. But it was the my takeaway from that was they, whereas they weren't in the right by marching towards the uh, police line. Right, but can I, can, I, can, I, can I qualify my statement a little bit? Yeah. So, it's important, I think, to understand that marching towards police officers who are set up to block an area can be seen as an aggressive act. Yes. And it's important to note that throwing things like water bottles into police officers' ranks can be seen as an aggressive act. It is important, I think, also to state that I don't think either of those actions are worthy of reciprocal violence from the police. Yeah, no, not like, at all. If, if protesters are marching towards the cops, they could just as easily move their own lines backwards, you know? Yes. They had literally drawn a line in the sand and been like, we're not moving for no reason I can really discern yeah. other than just wanting to be in control of the situation. Water bottles getting thrown into the fucking crowd. So what? You're a cop covered in riot gear. Whatever. Take a water bottle. Yeah. You got, you got the crowd pushing up on you and you don't like it? Back up. Like, what, what's 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 the big deal? The issue is that I feel like the police are still breaking to the side of violence. Yeah. Rather than, like, being willing to concede some ground, concede some points. I feel like the police are having a hard time coming to grips with the fact that they're just not going to be able to be fully in control of these situations. Yeah. No. And I think that that scares them and that like, because they get scared, they didn't feel justified using violence. Yeah. Like that's because again, like, you know, I, I hate to play the hypothetical game, but you know, what would have happened if the, if the protesters started marching down the road and the cops are just like, are you marching towards us? Are you trying to march somewhere? Can we, do, we, do we need to get out of your way? What would you like yeah. us to do? Like, you know, because there, there was there was a little bit of that at the beginning of the protest when the cops were, ba- were saying to a degree, what is it that we can do to, like, help this happen? Yeah, to ensure that this happens right. safely. And so there's at least the premise of, like, trying to work with the protesters. There was at least the premise of that at the beginning. And it, it also shows that they understand that they can do that. And that they blatantly just decided. Well, not it's not to. just that. It's I wouldn't say it's a, it's a decision, but they need to be able to make those kinds of decisions under stress. Yeah. Under that kind of stress, under that kind of aggression and anger being directed at them, we need police officers who can take the peaceful route. Yeah. We need police officers who will who will use violence, not because it's justified, but because it's the last resort available to them. Like there's been many times in my life where I'm sure I could have hit somebody and I would have been able to argue it, argue justification. There would have been people that would have agreed with me. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's the best option. No, definitely not. Like you should like you should only be violent when you have to be. And so, yeah, if the cops try to back up or try to open a line of like compassionate dialogue with the protesters and the aggression keeps happening again, I respect the police's right to a degree to disperse crowds non-violently. And I think that they must have tools to do that when you have belligerent crowds that are causing damage or being violent. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree that I, I believe that that has to be a thing that the police departments are able to do. 
but we need to change the rules of engagement from uh, like from the tactical level to the emotional level we need to change the entire like foundation of how police approach aggressive violent situations yeah because again again you 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 like in like there's so many fucking i've heard so many court cases where cops shoot somebody and the question that all the lawyer has to prove for that police officer is that was he acting in a reasonable way yeah like like if you if you, if you ever want to um the more perfect podcast by the fucking radio lab guys um yeah. uh fucking it's so good they cover that uh they cover they cover uh the in the podcast a reasonable man the idea that there is a reasonable standard set for all practices if you get a really bad boob job you can sue your plastic surgeon because he's not acting like a reasonable plastic surgeon would. It's far beyond the pale yeah. of what a reasonable person would do. And so when a cop gets scared and draws his gun and kills somebody, all they have to argue in court is given like this one little moment that they will dissect and look at from whatever angle is most favorable. In this one little moment is what the cop did reasonable. Would a reasonable person or police officer have done that? That should not be the question we are asking. We should be asking, was that use of force necessary? And yeah. An excellent example. I watched a video of, a, of a, a pair of German police officers, and they were confronted by a man wielding a butcher knife. Yeah. And he kept trying to intimidate them and come forward. They were armed. I believe, If I remember correctly, they were armed. Never even touched their pistols. They both had their nightsticks out. This guy comes in and fucking pulls up, like, raises up this butcher knife to slash at him. And the cop very quickly, very expertly, raises his nightstick, hits the dude in the fucking forearm, breaks his forearm. The guy drops the knife, and they're all over him. Now, would it have been reasonable in that situation when a person charges you with a knife to draw your weapon and kill them? Definitely. Yeah. That is a definitely reasonable use of force. Is it necessary? Obviously uh, yeah, not. Yeah, no, not at Obviously all. not. And so the I, I think that there's, there's a lot of people who will say, well, yeah, but cops, you know, they, they, they have a right to live. They want to protect their own lives. I get it. But you also put your fucking life on the line for the well-being of this country when you decide to wear a fucking badge. And you, that you have to understand that you are putting yourself in these dangerous situations so other people don't have to. You are going to be exposed to a higher level of risk. That is your job. That is your chosen profession. And that should be your passion. You know, like you, you, you are out there to tank the crazies and the damage for society. Yeah. So we don't have to deal with it. And if that means you possibly miss with your nightstick and get stabbed by somebody... That's what happens. Yeah. And there was even like another cop there with you. So what's what's the worst case scenario? You get stabbed a couple of times, have to get surgery done, and it's horrible and it's painful, but you live and nobody dies. I understand that it's horrible that cop might have gotten injured, but nobody died because of it. Yeah. Like society did not lose an irreplaceable part of itself from that from 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 that outcome. I saw another video of cops here in the States. There was a person with a knife who was advancing towards them. And these the video is like five minutes long of these police officers and they're side by side and they're backing up down this road as this person's walking towards them for five minutes. Five minutes waiting for backup, which is also ridiculous, but like five yeah. minutes 
backpedaling, trying to talk this person down. This person charges at them and they backpedal and they backpedal and this person slows down and they slow down, but they're keeping their distance because distance allows you time, which allows you to figure out the right action. And it is not until this person charges one of the cops, tangles up with them, starts trying to fucking stab him, that the other police officer is just standing over him with his fucking gun, waiting, waiting, waiting. They're probably grappling for like 10 or 20 seconds. The cop on the ground gets stabbed once or twice. Then finally the, the fucking perp raises up high enough the cop shoots him two or three times. That's it. Is that use of force reasonable? Yes. Was it necessary? Yes. Yeah. Like, like, like there, 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 there is a very clear line between necessity and something being reasonable. Very. And so, yeah, that, 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 that's my soapbox on that issue. Like, yeah, I get it. Cops have, cops should want to, cops have every reason to want to defend themselves and get scared. But like, fuck, dude. That's why so you're do there. I. Yeah, yeah. But that, that that that's that's why you're there. Yeah. So you know, it's it's guys like me who, when I get charged with a knife and I draw my pistol and I shoot that person, that is also reasonable. And as far as I can tell, that is necessary because I'm not a trained police officer. I don't have a belt full of tools and hopefully like, oh, well, honestly, a laughable amount of training, but what should hopefully be a, re, a, a an expert level of training, how to deescalate these situations to where I, I have all this expertise, all this training, and all this gear to keep me from having to use my firearm. There, there has to be a higher level of standard. There has to be a higher level of courage in these police officers. And we're just not seeing it. No. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, one of the it was a sign that I saw that was listening statistic of for to get your uh, barber's license to cut hair is uh, 1,150 hours uh, and to get through the entire police academy to get a badge it's 860 yeah I've heard it's like 12 weeks you know yeah three months and there are it varies but still it, yeah it varies and I know that there's military training that is that long um some of it a little bit longer but well and also the thing about military training is that it's much more immersive yeah a lot more streamlined and it's ongoing yeah like there's at no point like like unless you're on active duty you're pretty much like fucking training you know or you're constantly doing, or you're doing your job you're maintaining tanks or whatever or, you know making food or treating patients yeah. you know yeah exactly but yeah no it's um The mental gymnastics is something I've, I've come to learn that I'm, I'm getting better at because of all of it and just balancing it and, and hearing these things and seeing these things. Yeah. Especially seeing how other other countries, other states, other counties, you have it and how they handle it and how some of them are handling it with grace and, and really well and others are just... Yeah, fucking you, it up you know, real you, bad. You know, I listened to a little a little interview with the the Flint, Michigan chief of police. Yeah, and you know he's the he was the guy who took off his riot gear, went out into the crowd, and embraced protesters, and just tried to have a conversation with them. And in that interview, he talked about doing that for emotional reasons, but he also very clearly states that he was doing it for tactical reasons. Yeah. Like he, he, he was look. he said, I looked around and I saw police departments were reacting with force versus force. 
in, in all these other situations, I decided it wasn't going to be here. It wasn't going to work like that here. That wasn't going to function. Yeah. I wasn't going to raise the energy level and that I would, I was a person in a, in a place of leadership and that a, poli a, a police officer in a place of leadership coming forward from the crowd, just going right into the crowd. You know, he said that within seconds, the entire emotion of that crowd had changed. Yeah. And, you know, like just going out there and just grabbing people and saying, you know, like, we love you. We, 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 we are on your side. Sure. We can debate like how much that, how much bullshit that statement may have been or how truthful he was being. That's still a, a much better way tactically to and deal I think, with that. Yeah. Emotion. And I think like how you were saying with like, we need to have them learn better how to deescalate and stuff like that. I think that is a prime example of how you can learn a tactic like that. That is when, when I say, you know, we need to retrain the police or we need to get them better training or train longer. That's what I want included is not, okay, here's how, you know, you take down a prayer pro. Oh, here's what you do in this situation. It's here's how you empathize with people for the betterment of what's happening. Exactly. You. And here's all these situations and here's all these data points where we can show to you this works. Yeah. Like there is an angry crowd. You can spend 12 hours talking with them, negotiating with them, empathizing with them or you can spend 90 minutes violently dispersing them like which one do you think is going to be better for the healing of that community which one do you think is going to lead to a higher level of police community engagement you know like you hear cops say all the time that what we need is community police policing yeah. we need engagement between community leaders and police forces well when these community leaders gather these big protests and demonstrations and the cops violently disperse them Justified or not, justified or not, if the end goal is like violent dispersal, it severs ties. Yeah. It does not create them. And it, I think that even sort of harkens back to what I talked to in the last episode. And I was like, you know, this is a war. With all these little 90-minute violent dispersals, you're seeing police forces winning battles. And with the Flint, Michigan... Um, sheriff going out and, and taking that tell like 12 hour however long just yeah, that was just a number that was yeah, just yeah, yeah yeah but like for however long extra amount of time that is you see him winning a war right because he understood the fundamental of we are not physically fighting this is a mental and emotional yeah, this is, this war is, this is grieving yeah this is anguish like this this is this is a society of people that is boiling over with grief and anguish and anger and fear and just fury. And you can meet that force on force, but they're going to stay mad. You're going to stay mad. It's going to happen again and again and again and again and again. Then all of a sudden the fucking Minneapolis police department's getting burned the fuck down. And the like, entire police force has now just been pretty much disbanded up there too and dismantled. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, like, we are their boss. Yeah. We do get to choose what happens to them. Uh, or at least we get to choose people, representatives to do that for us and fire them if they don't. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So which, which is going to be better? And so I am, I am, I am mostly, it is so, it is so hard to have it. Just a simple view on this stuff. I am. Yeah. I wish I God, I wish I, I wish I could. Uh, I am mostly, Especially after, like, I, like, let me just say this, and I'll go into the third day of protesting that you and I went to. I am mostly very proud of how Tulsa has stood up 
for this yeah, issue. Yeah, they, they've showed up. Yeah. Like how they've, they they stood up, they showed up, and they put their fucking foot down. And right now, there's a couple hundred people marching downtown. Yeah. Yep. And they demanded a response. Mm-hmm. And it's ongoing. And, uh, you know, I got asked at the third protest, well, how long are you going to keep protesting? And I'm like, well, it's not up to me. The ball's in the court of the local government and the local police departments. I'll, I'll, I and everyone else will be out here until like it fucking gets fixed. Yeah. You, like people have committed to it. Politicians commit to things all the time and make people happy. Let's see it. But so like to, br- to bridge that into this third protest I went to. Yeah. I brought my buddy Jacob and we ran into, we ran into Blake again. Real there. quick. Yes, real quick yes. before we go to the third one. Cause the, so the third one took place on Thursday. Yes. And the one that we both went to before that was on a Tuesday. Yes. Now, there was one that happened on Wednesday, and that was in front of... David Almas. David Almas. Which is a jail in down, downtown Tulsa. Yes. And I was not present at that one, because I was like, I just need to take a break for the night. I, and I needed a break, and I was, I was fucking scared, dude. Yeah. So, let me tell you what... The recount of a friend of mine who was at the David Almas protest. Um... She arrived and was standing outside of David Elmas, her and a few others. They were some of the first people to arrive and start protesting. Um, more individuals showed up and joined the group. At one point, um, I'm, I'm, I don't know if this is factual, but I'm going to call them aggressors and agitators, joined the group and decided to split the group and had one side break off, one group of protesters break off to go to another side of David Elmas. Um, my friend was part of a group that stayed where they originally were, and they were very peaceful. Cops came out and were standing out uh, in the windows of the building watching them and eventually walked away. Um, the side that broke off was the side that got violent and got rowdy and had um, excessive force used on them. I, I say excessive, they had force used on them. Um, as far as I know, it was a group of individuals that will say the force was reasonable. I'm not going to say it was justified. And you and I reasonable. weren't there. We weren't there. Yeah. Um, eventually, the peaceful group moved on to the center of the universe and stayed there for a while and just hung out, which I think, good dad, which I think was real good, uh, which is real awesome. Um, so that's just, you know, filling in gaps because this is something that was a day-to-day occurrence. Correct. And it's, it's, again, it's ongoing. Yeah. And it was honestly, you know, I didn't hear about any of the violence that happened at David Elmas. I heard that it went like what the, what I got told is it went well. And yes. that, that, that gave me the, the idea that it was okay to go help. So keep that, that there was part of me that was wondering which side of things, uh, the protests were going to break on. Yeah. Whether they were going to break towards the peaceful side or the violent side. That gave me hope that there's that there 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 is a chance for you know p- truly a peaceful protesting yeah. movement, and so on Thursday, yeah, I heard about yeah. a protest happening at the uh, starting at the Riverside Police Department that was then going to hit up all of the all, all of the precincts in Tulsa and protest outside of there, and I was like, all right, well let's go because uh, you know it only takes a few people. To rile up a crowd, and as as I've demonstrably seen now, it only takes one person or a few people to calm a crowd down and direct that energy and direct that emotion. Yeah. And so we showed up. By the time that I got there, it was me and my buddy Jacob, our buddy Jacob. Yeah. Who got there uh, first? Sweet boy Jacob. Our sweet boy Jacob. Right there after uh, the organizers got there, we were we were getting out of the car and getting set up. When uh, the organizers came back across the street from the police department, we were parked at a park across from them. 
and they had been in contact with the police. The police were like, yep, you can park right over here. We have this tape boundary set up. Don't go past the boundary. You're more than welcome to protest on like this part of the lawn right here in front of the department. You know, they were, which, you know, they were letting us be within like reaching distance of signs. Not the penguin though. They didn't let us get I close to the penguin. I want that penguin so bad, dude. I know you want the penguin. Want penguin. So there are, in Tulsa, there are these penguins that businesses and like establishments can get outside of them from I donating. I swear to God, they're watching me and they knew I was at <laughs> protest. They're just like, don't let them near the penguin. Yeah. Yeah, Dude's going to steal you, fucking if, penguin. If your organization donates X amount to the TPD, you get a penguin. Yes. If you donate more, you get specialized penguins. Yes. And so and like, I want we've had this fucking penguin. We've had this fetishized fantasy of stealing the fucking like, Riverside I Precinct's want, penguin. I want the Riverside Precinct's penguin and I want the Holland hall penguin and i have a plan yeah. and Hall's a, a private school. to get both of them yeah i know how to do it well, well listen i just haven't well i don't <laughs> sh- sh- shut the fuck up because i don't want to be in a disposition someday and have like this fucking played back to me no no no. i want i want you to be one of my character witnesses and be like yeah he fucking did it he did it 100 <laughs> percent, and it was badass he'll fucking do it again he'll do it again <laughs> he's gonna take all your fucking payments but yeah no 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 so they they had a yeah yeah, yeah. and that, that that was excellent and it was wholesome and i i ran i kept running into a bunch of people that i'd seen other protests and like we we did the whole kneeling for eight minutes and 46 seconds for to just just god it's so long dude like like yeah. that's how long George Floyd's neck was knelt on by that piece of shit, and yeah. like we did that, and it it is just an incredibly long span of time, you know. Like it just for me, it was just actually physically uncomfortable, and just to 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 to, to actually be in that position and feel like just have my body in the same position that cop's body was in. And realizing how absolutely fucking intentional this must have been. Maybe he wasn't planning on killing him. He was definitely planning on hurting him. Yeah. Like, like it, it's, it's an incredibly intentional posture and pose. And to stay balanced on the point of someone's fucking neck like that with your knee, it's not a comfortable way to stay that long. Like, it, at one point, he, he at one point, that fucking cop, knew that he was hurting that guy he made a choice and yeah. decided that it was okay and also on that point more and more information has been coming out about different police officers who have stepped away from forces talking about how they're trained and they are trained to have a person on their stomach for as little time as possible yep you, once you get your cuffs on them you either get flipped over you get them on their side you get them up because that is the quickest way to get somebody killed did they ever release any justification for why they didn't get that guy up and into a fucking cop car after they had him like submissive and handcuffed you know no like, I think everybody just kind of understands that they're just sacks of shit like 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 well, yeah but you know I, I would like to hear their no, defense yeah. so I can poke holes in it you yeah know? I would trust me I I love hearing both sides of everything and I would love for them to just be like so this is why we killed him maybe that's an aspect we can dig into next time that we go back through this yeah but oh yeah just kind of a funny point uh, you know I'm at this protest and I I view myself as somebody who believes in like strong social safeguards and safety nets so you can call me a socialist, you know, like, yeah. like my ideal government is a large, powerful federal government that we allow to be large and powerful because they are actually invested in the goodwill of 
their constituency. Yeah. A la the fucking um the 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 Federation from Star Trek. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that that kind oh, of Oh, that's a really yeah, nice. That that's my pipe dream government, you know. Nice nerd I'm, reference. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I I'm there with my buddy Jacob. Jacob is fucking an, an anarchist. Like yeah. he he believes that there that that we don't need any we don't need any kind of of, uh, of governmental organization. Yeah, no you know? watch at all. Yeah, and Blake is a member of the Tulsa Communist Party or whatever those fucking sack of rusty pieces of shit. Fucking mm-hmm. Reds. Yeah, fucking Reds. Member of the Communist Party, and I'm sitting there. And I'm just like, you know, there's a group prayer happening while me and Blake are off to the side, and we're just talking, and I'm like. You know, this is what it's all about. This is this is this is crossing lines and crossing faiths and crossing ideologies. Blake and me and Jacob, we 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 can debate the best ideal way to run a government until our dying day. Yeah. It does not change the fact that police brutality is real. Yeah. That systemic racism has been ingrained in this country for for centuries. That is a that is a real fact. And like, you know, I'm there with people of faith. We don't believe the same thing spiritually. No. It doesn't matter. We still kneel and pray with them. But yeah, like, yeah. like, and, and you know, and, and part of that is like, you know, yeah, I don't believe it, but I also understand in the optics and like, and like and being, being unified, like the view of us being unified together. And if, if I think that we should be crossing all sorts of boundaries to run the best country that we can, I, I definitely want to lead by example. I definitely want to live in line, live in alignment with my values, not to become, as the children might say, a poser. Yeah. Don't want to be one of those. At all. So they went really well, and then we decided to move to the Mingo Valley Police Department. Went really well. Then we decided to move to the Gilcrease Police Department, and there was some big delay waiting on the actual organizers to get there. I was literally just about to leave when they showed up with like the other half of all of our people. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I remember I yeah. remember you saying, "Oh, I think it's over." And then like 5 minutes later like, "Oh, nope, never mind. Yep, it's back no, on." It was back on. Yeah, I was just getting back in the car with Jacob. And uh Yeah, you know, uh my my parting shot at the police as it were was uh I was I was just getting ready to leave and one of the cops of the Gilcrease division who had been talking with the uh the protesters comes up and like walks up right right behind me and is like how's it going you guys yeah doing no right? he came up to both of us he's like you guys all right everything okay? yeah yeah no, it's like it's no, going pretty good yeah yeah, like, none, yeah none of the crazy okay. people showed up and you know like i remember just telling him like you know it's you guys that have to be in the like the front line of of stopping police brutality it has to be you guys you know like you're the ones in cars of their cops you're the one you're the ones who see it happen it has to be you guys and you know he said well you know the culture has changed cops tell on cops now nobody's covering up for each other and i was like yeah all right prove it like do it there there there's a there's a whole country of people here ready to love their police officers yeah you just have to regain that trust it's on you guys and uh yeah i haven't been back to a protest since i was gonna go this morning but i just like I needed. I I, I, I I was thinking about the. I got I got invited to a faith based protest this morning, and I was just thinking about the idea of spending another like really hot day around a ton of fucking people, and just feeling the like, even if respectful and peaceful anger, just feeling that anger. And so I had to take some time for myself. I feel like I'll, I'll show you my I'll show you my map at some point. But I I walked the entire perimeter of like the Oxley Nature Preserve, like probably like four or five miles. And uh, just hiked it, hiked it. I mean, like, just got it out of my fucking system. 
Yeah. And uh, also just wanted to get my mind right before I came here, get my thoughts in order. I get but, you. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I don't have anything going on tomorrow. I'm going to go get my car looked at tonight, but I don't oh, have anything yeah. going on tomorrow. I'm probably going to go see if something going on, you know. I still got my sign in the back of my car. I So do I, yeah. It's, um, I would join you, but I have been... They, they they got me back on my regular schedule six days a week. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Um, I showed up near the end of the Gilcrease uh, protest. Uh, when, the, when the dude came up and talked to us, I was like, oh, I'm not the one approaching him this time. That's cool. And, um... And, uh... It's Josh. Hello, it's Josh. Josh. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's up, Josh? Oh, never mind. It's about house stuff. Well, I didn't know you guys were recording. Okay. Hi, audience. <laughs> Hello. All right. Bye, Bye. Josh. <laughs> He's sweating, but doing yard work. So um, do, you, do you want to leave it in, or do you want do you want to like count us back in, and we can just pick no, up we can leave off? it in. All right, fuck it, we'll leave yeah. it. Can fuck I, it. Kind of count us back in anyway. Yeah. All right. Five, four, three. One go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nice pause. <laughs> um, no, uh, it was interesting having him be the one approach us to start. And then whenever he started walking away, we called out to him and was like, would you like to come and pray with us? And I kind of love his response to that. It was, I'll, any excuse yeah, to pray, excuse I'll do to it. Pray. Yeah. And then like he motioned to the other guy, come on. And the other guy was like, no, stay here. Did they talk about it for a little bit? I can definitely see just the tactical reasoning of like yeah. wanting to leave your boy in the back, no, surrounded totally. by all these people. Yeah, but the the reason why that was such a significant thing to me is because that showed that his whole tactical side of everything to that was far removed. Right. No. no, it, no. All of a sudden, it was like I'm here with the people. But I'm then here again, for maybe, the maybe, even if it was a tactical decision, but what if the guy's an atheist? Maybe he's just saying, may, like, even if he's just bullshitting with a crowd. To keep the tension, ideally, ideally he's, he's saying what's true. Yeah. But even if he's just trying to bullshit with a crowd, that's just to keep them like nice and calm. Way better than tear gas. Yeah. People. Did it? Now, I, 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 I believe him to a degree when he said that. Yeah. I also believe that guy had the look. Well, I also believe <laughs> that career cops naturally develop charisma. Like yeah. you have to to a degree, whether it be on the charming side or the intimidating side. To be a like you know fully effective police officer, and so I always like I always talk to him like I'm talking to a used car salesman or I'm talking to a fucking con man. Like, sure we can be nice and polite to each other, but I'm going to transmit the data I need you to know, and I'm going to get what I need from you, and then that's it. Like, yeah, I like I like, I constantly feel like you're trying to run some game on me, and I'm not here for it. Sorry, there's just a lot of people moving around. It's fine. Does the, the protest come? <laughs> I, maybe. There's like a couple cars that like stopped for a bit and a bunch of people uh, got out. And like, strap yeah, up. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, boy. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it went it went pretty well. It was kind of funny. That same cop, when uh, right before, I think right before you got there, he was coming out to talk to the crowd. I think right when we got there, he was coming out to talk to the crowd. And, you know, Jacob and I, we ha- he had this like metal peace sign. And he was wearing as a shield. Yes. And then, like, magnetized to it was a Bluetooth speaker with our protest playlist on it. And uh, what's left of the flag by Flogging Molly came on. And this cop's like, are you guys listening to Flogging Molly? And we're like, yeah. He's like, those are my people. And I went, oh, I don't think so. Because I was just thinking, I don't think that Irish punk rock 
is cop music. Yeah. That seems like that seems like the exact music you would Molotov a precinct to, right? Easily. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fact, that probably has happened. If uh, if I was going to go and do a one man raid on a precinct, it would be to Johnny Hobo's um, hymnals for the damned. Not on Spotify. Not on Spotify. Not on Spotify. No, unfortunately, but just because it has that one line. Now I'm hiding outside in the bushes. Outside of a uh, cop's house, house. Holding a 12 gauge. Yeah, dude. God isn't dead, but I'll get that fucker someday. Yeah, you're a great song. But yeah. no, like, it's like, dude, I don't think punk's your music, my guy. You in the wrong career if it is. You are one walking oxymoron. Did you see, uh, from, it was either from France or Germany, the big line of riot cops walking by and the guy on the tiny trumpet playing the Imperial March as they're yeah. walking by. I, some of my favorite videos is the videos of protests and riots happening over in like France or over in EU countries where there's a bunch of people like burning shit and going nuts and throwing shit. And then there's like a small little wall as the camera turns and it goes around the wall and there's usually some dude crouching with yeah. a saxophone with a microphone in it and an amp. Yeah, he's always playing uh, Jiriro's reveal from fucking JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The <laughs> like, uh, I, I forget how it goes, but it is like the perfect. This is chaos, and this is people. Yeah, pizza time it. fades in. Yeah, like it's uh-huh. it's it's the EU's version of pizza time. Well, it's shit, dude. Yeah, this. Uh, what else is there to talk about? Are we good? I yeah, I think that we re recounted. Uh, we we did the best we could with it, you know, keeping the people informed of what ha- what, what, what what we were out there and able to deserve. I think yeah. it's I think it's good for people like you and I who go out and get involved and active in it, who are also staying active in conversations on social media, to be able to have a place where we can reference back to, like, to say, no, this is my recount of it. I've actually been there, especially. One of the things I've been really wanting to say to people who I get in arguments with online is, well, were you there? Have you gone out and experienced it? Regardless of which side you're on. If you are against what the protesters are doing and if you are against everything that you and I are trying to be active about and stand for... You're a racist. Yes. But don't argue with me. Go out and see the protest. Don't sit behind Uh. your screen... Or if you're a racist, you can just go head first into a wood chipper. Yeah, that, that that's, too. That's fine with me. But you you know what I mean, though, right? Yeah. Like, we're actively seeking it out and experiencing Yeah, if there, if there was ever a time in my life that I, I felt the call to be, like, socially active, this is it. Yeah. I, I've never felt the bigger need to go out and participate in a they movement. T- they took an entire generation that is one of the most suicidal generations and gave them a reason to live. And that's... Ooh. Yeah. Well, when you grow up with a bunch of boomers telling you like, you can do whatever you want to, you can be king of the world, you can. This change is what the I want to do. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, we're doing it. Why are you so mad? Yeah, like, calm down, old man. Yeah, we want peace, love, and equality. Like, what, what's what's the big deal here? You told me to do this. But you know, I, I I I got really mad at a couple of my friends who just don't understand. Who think like, oh, these protests always turn violent and they're just an excuse for hooligans to, you know, like take advantage of people. And, and again, it takes just a very small number of people one way or the other to energize or like calm a crowd. Yeah. And so if you don't like these protests turning violent, I would implore you to first and foremost 
vote for people that back policies for humane policing because these the violence stems from these protests and the protests are stemming from police brutality so if we just stop police brutality there won't be any protests to possibly turn violent exactly yeah. secondly if you want to help and you want to help stop protests turning violent show up and be one of the people trying to promote a peaceful atmosphere yeah. be somebody trying to talk down people who are getting angry or hyped up direct don't don't invalidate their emotions but try to direct them say like hey fuck a lows fuck looting lows let's go loot the precinct like you know channel channel yeah. fury you 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 are up against something and i yeah. guarantee you it's not a hardware store Unless somehow Lowe's fucked you over real bad, and it was right like in that case, go Listen, for it, dude. I got a laundry list of reasons to hate Lowe's, and it ain't a police brutality. No, yeah, but yeah, no. Fuck I, I, I think that yeah, I think that associates with what I even said last week. It's we're no longer at say something. We're at do something. Yeah, go out, do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't. Part of it. This is this is not this is not a situation where you can get away with being like an armchair quarterback. You know. Yeah. Like get out and just like fucking talk to your neighbors, talk to a police officer, yell talk at to your coworkers, yell at family. GT Bynum, like fucking yeah. do something. Show up at his house with a case of eggs and leave it in random spots that he won't find until after they explode. What you're gonna do is you're gonna take a sausage, all right? Okay. And you're gonna take a mason jar and fill it about half full of water. Oh no. You put the sausage in the water. Oh. You're gonna screw the top onto that bitch. Oh boy. You're gonna leave it in your yard for about a year and a half. Please no. And then you're going to go to Bynum's house. Oh, Jesus. And you're going to unscrew it, and you're going to pour that water all over his air conditioner. Oh. And then you're going to leave. That's evil. Yeah. Thanks. I want to do it. <laughs> I have a story for you as soon as we're done on the mic. Oh, sounds good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think... You feel good? I'm tired. I'm good, man. Like, hopefully... Hopefully, not enough crazy shit happens that we need to record again in a week. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this can be a two-weeker. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would. I'm solid, baby. Real nice. All right, we're right on. Um, Take us out of here, Danny. All right, uh, you know, as always, um, even like I said before, please go out there, be active, be supportive, be safe, be safe. My God, don't run, walk, stand together, stand strong. You know, you, you march strong, you march right, march well. All right. Um, I've been some 22-year-old white dude inside of his room. My name is Nate. This is also Nate. Thanks again for listening to us ramble and bullshit. Again, the thumbnail photos were presented to us by at no underscore Jackson on Instagram. Please go give him a follow. Big love for that guy. All right. Y'all have a good one. Bye.